Hi, Kelsey. Hi. Thank you for coming on Best Life Podcast with me. Of course, most definitely. Okay, so can you start off by telling me what you do and what school you go to? Just a little bit about you. Um, so my name is Kelsey. I'm a second year student at Tallahassee Community College right now. Um, I am a broadcast journalism journalism major, and I will be transferring to FAMU in um, spring 21. Um, as of right now, I, w- I don't know what to call myself. I do so many different things, but right now I am an activist and an advocate for the Black Lives Matter movement before anything. That's amazing. Um, can you just tell me how the death of George Floyd has affected your area or impacted you in any way? Yeah, most definitely. Um, we all know that the situation that went down with George Floyd was completely wrong. Um, it's impacted me in ways that I didn't really expect it to actually. Um, because as, as you know, we've seen this multiple times in the media, black people being targeted by law enforcement on multiple occasions. But I, I feel like this time people are just tired. People are fed up. Um, th- this, this was just the one time too many. And this is the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, just a few days ago, I was out protesting. Um, protested for about two days straight. On the third day, I went out, and I guess I kind of missed the memo that the protest was over by the time I got there. Um, and yeah, like since then, I've just been donating, signing petitions, making sure I share links, making sure I um donate to wherever I can to just kind of um ease things in my community as well as other communities in um larger cities like Atlanta, Minnesota, um New York, Los Angeles, um just places like that. How has police brutality in America, like, affected you in any way before George Floyd's case? Before George Floyd's case, um, if you ask me, I've always kind of been extremely standoffish when it came to authority in general. That's just the type of person that I am. I don't like being told what to do. But um, as far as, like, for as long as I can remember, I've always had this bad um, I don't want to say like bad energy with law enforcement um, mm-hmm. because I feel like racism is just so ingrained in our system that you're me, a black girl in a crowd full of white people. I'm immediately going to be targeted. I could be calling the police um, because I'm being assaulted by the people around me, but they'll always make sure I'm detained in the handcuffs first. And right. seeing that, seeing that growing up, um, like I said, it's always been in the media, literally my entire life. I've always seen black people being targeted by law enforcement. It just, it's just kind of ingrained in me that they aren't on our side. And like a lot of people have this, have an issue whenever I feel, when I, whenever I let them know that, you know, I feel like all cops are bad. They try and say, you know, well, there's a few that, you know, join just to help out in their communities. And I ex- I respect that so much. And I'm so grateful that they're doing that. But they're not doing enough to stop their fellow officers um, from targeting and, you know, wrongfully detaining and assaulting black people. You know, so I've always kind of had this this issue, I guess, with law enforcement literally my entire life. Yeah, I seen the Instagram video that you posted about you asking the black cop, you know, I forgot what the question was, but um, if can you remind me of that situation? Yeah, most definitely. So um, I was in a, I don't want to say standoff because that sounds like it's extremely, you know, crazy, yeah. and violent. But um, I stood face to face with a um, SWAT officer, I guess that's what you call them. He was a black guy. He was the, I can't say he was the only one giving us conversation out of all of the officers 
in riot gear that were there. He was the only one actually speaking to the people. And, you know, I asked him, you know, as a black man, do you feel any guilt, any remorse? Do you feel bad doing what you're doing right now? And he, before I could even finish my sentence, he said, no, because I'm a police officer. And like, I, I already knew that they were, you know, um, accepting their identities as law enforcement before who they actually were as people. But when mm-hmm. he said that, it just kind of put a lot into perspective and in that, you know, people, our black brothers and sisters who are a part of law enforcement, believe that they're law enforcement officers before they're black people, you know, mm-hmm. and it just, it just really took me back. Um, like I said, I always knew that that was the case, but that just kind of, you know, put it right in front of me for my eyes to see and believe. Okay, so do you think, okay, there's been a lot of controversy going on in the news and stuff about us being called thugs when we protest. (laughs) Do you think we should be protesting radical or do you think we should do peaceful protests? I personally am all for peaceful protesting. I do believe that violence, um, I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't go out and incite violence just because I know that that is exactly what they want us to do. They want us to um, inflict violence just so they can say, you know, they hit us first. That's why we did what we did. But if Mm -hmm. all we do is just sit right in front of them and we, we force the media to see that the police, that the law enforcement are literally the ones trying to antagonize, provoke and incite violence at these riots then I feel like that's just the best route. I think we need to get this idea out of the media that the law enforcement are there to protect and serve because it's much it's much past that. Um, there's just so much that the media isn't showing. You can get on Twitter and get more accurate news than what's being shown on CNN, Fox, and ABC, and that's, that's an issue. Um, but like I said, I'm all for peaceful protesting. But once once they cross that line, it's like they have to deal with the consequences that ensue, you know? Um mm-hmm. But I do feel like anyone who is going out to incite violence, if it's their main mission to violently protest or riot, I don't feel like they're being very um, conscious of the kind of images that they're allowing um, the protesters to be portrayed as in the media. Um, For example, while I was at a protest, we had a fellow white woman who claimed that she was an ally um, go and try to incite violence at the Capitol building of all buildings. Um, And as soon as she did that we basically screamed to the top of our lungs that she wasn't with us because as an ally you shouldn't be inciting violence because again right that is we're all a collective if one person starts something they're going to look at all of us as violent protesters you know and that's just mm-hmm. so not the case um so i do believe that we need to take the peaceful route um unless you know we are provoked or antagonized um and things like that because we have to protect ourselves there's no other way you know, around mm-hmm. that. And, you know, once violence is provoked by law enforcement or violent um, ensues due to actions of law enforcement, there's nothing they can do. You know, they started this war. They have to finish it. Right. And I was talking to some friends um, this morning about what's going on right now. And I was just saying how it's really crazy to me how um, much feedback, how much negative feedback like that that we're getting for just wanting equal rights as everybody else. And I said, it's so crazy how um, white people are so in love with our culture yes. and fight for everything else, fight for the right to stay the N-word, fight for the right to wear hoops, to wear cornrows, all these different types of stuff, but don't want to fight when it comes down, down to our equality. Exactly. So that was really, really crazy to me this morning. I was just like, what is provoking these people to be such negative people? Like, we're all the same. If you cut me open, if I cut them open, we're the same. We have the same body parts. Same God that made them made right. me. Exactly. I believe in that. But 
I said, is it Trump? Do you think it's Trump that's actually bringing racism to light? Um, I would say that in the as far as like our recent years in politics, um, in our past presidency, Trump being in office definitely um brought a lot of the racist white people to the surface. You know, once they saw that Trump was running for president and they saw that he had a lot of these racist values and morals, they took that as an okay, you know, it's okay for me to go ahead and show my true colors. You know what I mean? Right. So um Trump being in office definitely did um allow for a lot of um racism to surface because we always knew it existed but never in the numbers that is being shown right now you know what I mean and especially for especially for the younger generations there I feel like it's very important that they are growing up in a time like this to see that nothing else runs this country but blatant internalized systematic racism black versus Mm -hmm. white that's it there's like there's Mm -hmm. no sugarcoating there's no um because growing up, we had little TV shows and cartoons that, you know, would show us, um, you know, racism and things like that. But the right. kids that are growing up right now are seeing it right in front of their eyes with real human beings and real bloodshed. And I feel like as traumatizing as that is, that's so important because this is this is just showing America's true colors. It really is. It is. Um, What would you tell another African-American young adult who wants to join in on the fight? What can they do to help? Um, they can, there's so many things that they can do to help. They can write their elected officials. So, you know, writing Governor DeSantis, writing your police chief, um, writing anyone who, you know, works for the government or works for your, um, city or local government. Um, they can donate to, there's so many donation links on social media. I even have one in my, um, bio for the Tallahassee Bell Fund in case anyone is, um, you know, arrested during these protests that, you know, we have ample money to bail them out. There's also petitions to be signed um, to get these killer cops, you know, arrested and charged with first degree murder and not manslaughter Mm -hmm. or, you know, it was just an accident. Um, There's just so many things they can do. And and it doesn't always cost money. Like I said, you can go out in the street and protest, which is, you know, a lot of people's, you know, favorite way of um, activism at this time, just because, you know, it's physical. You're there. You see what's happening. Mm-hmm. But for those who are maybe someone who is um, immunocompromised and is scared to go out due to COVID-19 or someone who, um, you know, has a family back at home that they want to return to safely, make sure you're donating, make sure you're writing your elected officials, make sure you're signing all the petitions um, because they want they want us to be silent. They feel like once you go out there and protest for two or three days, it'll be over with. And we need to let them know that that's not the case and that we're not going to stop fighting for change. I don't know. I don't I guess I guess like I said this is just the straw that broke the camel's back because this this last George Floyd incident was a trigger for not just you know um Minneapolis but for the entire United States all 50 countries right now are showing some type of protest for the Black Lives Matter movement even in Japan, England, New Zealand um, right. across, across water like this is global this is an issue, and if if Trump can't see that the issue is blatant racism right now, then, you know, that just goes to show who he truly is, which, I mean, we already knew he was racist, but this is just, it's, we're, it's, it's, blatant, it's blatantly obvious that we are not the problem, but that this system is. What are some final remarks that you would like to give everybody 
you know, about what's going on? Um, I would say for my Black brothers and sisters who are a part of the movement right now, face forward, know your role in this revolution and play it. Everyone isn't going to be our side. We're always going to have stragglers, but we can only focus on how many of us are unified, how many of us have the same mission, how many of us are headed to the same place. We can only focus on the positive and how much change we're making. We're always going to, again, we're always going to have people who disagree or that one black person that's screaming all lives matter. All we can do is educate, but if they're not open to changing their opinion or they're not opening to, you know, receiving education to allow them to be a part of the movement, just let them be. Um, so my, my final remarks would probably be to face forward. We know why we're here. We know why we're doing what we're doing. We know who our allies are, allies are and who they aren't. Um, and we just need to focus on loving and cherishing one another and making sure that cha- that real change happens. Um, for my brothers and sisters who do have opposing opinions, um, I just want you to know that when you know whenever you're ready for that change, whenever you're ready to have your opinion, you know, altered, or if you're ready to, you know, really face the truth of what you're facing right now as a black person or a white person in America. We're, we're going to welcome you with open arms. Again, we have to educate before anything. We're not here to degrade you. Um, but, you know, we just we just have to come together. And for those of for those in the black community who aren't, you know, trying to lift up or encourage the Black Lives Matter movement, you have to get right and get left. You know, you have to get with us to get left behind. So mm-hmm. that would be those would be my final remarks. Kelsey, do you have any social media platforms that you would like my followers to follow you on? Yes, um, you can follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Finay. That's K-E-L-S-I-E-P-H-E-N-A-E. And you can also follow me on Twitter at P-H-N-A-E. So there's no E. Um, but yeah, Twitter and Instagrams are my most um, active um, forms of social media at the time. Kelsey, I just want to thank you so much for coming on my podcast today. This was a really good conversation. I think it's going to touch many. So thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. Anytime.